Welcome to episode 18 of Time Sync. Co-host number one, Amaldi. Co-host the other one, Hamza. Let's do it. I'm excited. I just want to start with some follow-up. Last time we talked a lot about movies and sequels and whatnot, and we said about Harry Potter directors. I mean, I didn't know this until I searched it online, but it it's apparently like the first two movies had the same director, then the third movie had a director, and the fourth movie had a different director, and then the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth movies had the same director. All right, but they're all different from each other? That is a good question that I don't know the answer to, but... Um... <laughs> like, did somebody leave and come back afterwards? Oh, yeah, they're all different. They're all different. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, just an interesting... I don't know why Prisoner of Azkaban is considered a sequel and not Chamber of Secrets. According to who? According to who? who how is it a sequel according? According to Google.com, dude. <laughs> google.com what do you where does it say that what does it say sequel like if you just if you just search movie sequels you know mm-hmm. it'll it'll come up but you won't see the other one maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm crazy let me see i feel like maybe it's like a glitch I, I feel like do people say that all right bro i'm trolling dude i like, i just searched it right now and it's it, it comes up like right like chamber of secrets comes up right away so i don't know last time i was checking it was literally just prisoner of azkaban and then nothing else weird all right there you go there you go but yeah, so it's weird that they switch directors so often. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I wonder if you, if people can tell. People were able to tell from the third movie, but what about like the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth movie? They all had the same director, so is there a noticeable change? I mean, probably. The answer is the answer. That's probably somebody will, but will the average person? I doubt it. Yeah, maybe. I forget the name of the sitcom. There's a sitcom very famous, which starred the, which had twins. Like two twin girls. Oh, yeah. Except in the show, there was just one kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, the One of the Olsen twins, right? Yeah, it's the Olsen, it's the Olsen twins. The, but in the show, they played one character, and they would just switch between them. I assume because it's, cause the laws around how many hours a kid can work, they can work around that by using a twin. And like people claim that they can tell who, which twin it is in which scene. Oh, that's that, no, that's, that's not even that complicated, though. You can tell the difference between twins once you see them enough. I feel like you can, but I'm not sure. I feel like this one's a bit more extreme because when you get to know twins, I feel like you can tell them apart when they're with each other and then you begin to pick up the differences and then when they're separate, you can just know. In this case, you only have the scenes where they're alone and they're both acting as the same person. I, I get what you're saying, but not all twins look exactly alike. They ha- like, they ha- they'll have like slight differences that you can pick up on. Like Even, even twins that I've met in, in my life that I see like by themselves. I can tell this is one of them versus the other one. Yeah, yeah. I, I know like over time you get exposure and you can figure it out. I've also met twins that I can tell them apart. At first you couldn't and then like over time you do. I just feel like it's more crazy that it's like through a TV show because I assume they had makeup and stuff on set and they had to like do the best they can to make them look even more identical than before. I assume they pick up more so on like the way they're acting and they might pick up on those things and the way they enunciate their words or something. But it's, I still think it's really impressive. And if we can do that, I feel like something as influential on an entire product like director, they'd definitely be able to do it. Yeah, I guess. But also, like, the movies were evolving and changing, too, at the same time. Like, the actors were getting older. The the story was getting a little bit darker. So it could just be a natural progression. Uh, so it reaches the point where, like, if you ask someone where, to draw the lines between directors, they might draw them in the wrong spots. They might be correct in some, but wrong at extra lines. Because, like, oh, this movie was so much darker than the last one. It must be a new director. But really, is this where the story went? Yeah, it could be. could be. I don't know. I I also think about how I feel like a lot of the Marvel movies, they feel very similar in tone, but they're all, like, completely different directors. Oh, I don't know, though. I don't, I don't know they're all different directors. Do you mean, like, Iron Man versus Thor or, like, Iron Man versus Iron Man 2? I'm talking Iron Man versus Thor, like, across series. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm pretty sure it probably is between even the same character. They're, I can't imagine they got the same directors every single time, and then like the same producers too, and all that. Like, I, I feel like that has to change. It just isn't worth the effort most of the time. Yeah, movies be weird. I forget how this topic came up in a previous podcast, but we touched upon it just for a little bit. And I want to talk to you about Aphantasia. That's a fancy word. It's a very fancy word. Oh, is that that movie with uh with uh, Mickey no, Mouse? No, no. 
That's just Fantasia. And it's spelled with the F, not PH. Do, do you like Fantasia? Have you watched Fantasia? Bro, I, m- I might have watched like two minutes of that movie when I was like three years old. Because I don't remember anything except for some broom that was like alive or something. I think I don't remember that, that like part of it. That's like maybe two minutes of the entire thing. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember the plot. I don't remember anything. No idea. There's no plot. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's why. It's just a series of different things. It was, supposedly it was just like a passion project for the animators. That they just, they took pieces of music and animated them however they liked. And they just stitched those all together with like narration in between. Like just like recordings of people being like, hey, check this out. And they play it. Okay, so it makes sense that I don't remember them. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I liked it way less as a kid. Just because the, as a kid, I was like, what the hell, what's going on? What's all this? Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, and I, I, I didn't watch it when it came out. Like, I watched it when I was a kid, but later on. Yeah, no, but you still remember it. Yeah, I remember it. Like, not super vividly, but yeah, I remember, I remember not liking it that much. Because, you know, there's, like, no talking. It's just music and animation. Like, as a kid, you don't really appreciate that as much as you do when you're older. Right. But anyways, so Aphantasia is... Okay, you know how if I asked you to, like, mentally visualize, like, a cube, or like a Rubik's Cube or something? You can see a Rubik's Cube? Yes, yes, I, I, I can. I, I can see it. <laughs> you understand this is an audio podcast. No one saw uh, you pick up an actual Rubik's Cube off your desk, right? Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. But yeah, but if you mentally visualize a Rubik's Cube or whatever, like you can see it, but you're not really seeing it, right? You're imagining it, yeah. You're, it's, it's, you can see it, yeah. It's like it, it, you see it in your head. Yeah. Apparently there are individuals who just can't do that. And there, it's called Aphantasia, which I feel like is a really harsh name i feel like harsh is the right word because it means like fantasia means imagination and the ah means like without so they described as without imagination which is a bit extreme but you know whoa that's not the meaning of the word that's just the meaning of the root words right yeah 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 like aphantasia is just the inability to form mental image like you know what i'm saying like it's yeah, like a very yeah, formal yeah. definition i'm just saying that whoever like coined the term decided to go with the words that meant without imagination yeah, but it it does it does it does sort of make sense. They don't mean imagination in the sense of having dreams and whatnot. They mean a- imagination in the sense of like, can you literally imagine it? Like you know, like that that's the definition of the word imagine, right? I guess so. I feel like they, I feel like they could have gone with a better word, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Like you know, words are weird. They change yeah, over time, yeah. anyways. I I doubt you if you talk to someone like, oh, what does aphantasia mean? They're gonna be, oh, it means without imagination. They're gonna say what you said, where it's like the inability to mentally visualize. Right, right. And it's one of those things that. Like, First of all, like it's one of the things you don't even think about. Yeah. Like the the idea that somebody can't mentally see something. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, Molly. You gotta we gotta first tell, like, do you have aphantasia? Oh no, no, I don't. Okay, yeah. Like I'm I'm over here th- thinking that it's crazy that people can't see. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna say I don't have it either. I don't I, it's so hard for me to believe that people can't do it. Like you really can't imagine like if I said an apple, you really don't can't think of an apple in your head? Like a red apple, you can't think of it? They can think of an apple. They just don't see an apple. What do you see then? Just a floating text that says apple? <laughs> do you see anything? Do you need to see anything? According to them, it's like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to like describe these things with like, because the brain is so wishy-washy and stuff. Yeah. But according to individuals, you ask them, they don't see anything. They just get it. Like, I'm talking to you about your father or something. You aren't mentally visualizing your father every time I talk to you. Maybe I am. I doubt it. <laughs> When someone talks to me about my father, I'm not mentally visualizing the face of my father every time I hear it. I'm just, like, when someone says, oh, you know your dad? I'm like, yeah, I know my dad. And like I said, I'm not mentally visualizing anything. Same thing with them. They don't mentally visualize anything. They just, it just, it just your brain just absorbs it. And like, they know what an apple looks like. They can describe an apple from memory, but they just aren't seeing it. From memory? What does that mean from memory? Like, they, I don't know. If you're, if you're saying it from memory, like, do they just have, like, a list of traits of an apple in there? Like, you know, like, just as a list? Like a document in their head that just says apples, mostly red, this kind of shape. Like, is that what they have? Or like, they don't have a just, you just don't have a picture of it. I feel like I feel like if you walk up to a stranger and you ask them to describe an apple, I don't think they like close their eyes and mentally visualize an apple. They'll just be like, oh, it's this kind of shape. Has like it usually has a stem. It's usually red, and they'll just say that. That's because they're thinking about it and they know and they're like they're. Yeah, they're thinking about it, but they aren't mentally visualizing an apple. They're just thinking about it. And that's what people with aphantasia do. They just think about it. They don't see it. I think they probably are visualizing it, right? Like, if if you say, like, describe a cloud or something, people will think about that and they'll be like, oh, yeah, clouds are like this kind of thing. They won't, they won't just say, like, I guess for some things they could immediately say, like, 
this thing is like this. Like something they've memorized. They don't have to think about it. I feel like for most things you do that. I think it's the rare cases where you actually have to like mentally them. I feel like think about an apple, but like really think about it. Describe it in as much detail as possible. Then I feel like you'd start like trying to mentally visualize it. But if someone just asked you to describe a desk, you could describe a desk without having to actually see the desk in your head. You just do it. I don't know about that, dude. Like if I asked you to describe like a Nintendo Switch, pretty sure you immediately think about Nintendo Switch. Like even without you wanting to, you just think about it and you immediately like, oh, you immediately think about it. You're like, yeah, of course, Nintendo Switch, it looks like this. It has these kind of characteristics and whatnot. Someone asks you about a dog. You'll think about that dog. You want to just be like, yeah, dogs are white. Like, or like white fur. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I would. I really don't think I would. I th- Also, we reached this stage of conversations about thoughts where now that you're saying it, I'm thinking about it constantly. But normally, I don't think I would. Mm, yeah, I think I think I usually, usually do think about it. At least in some sense. It doesn't have to be like the image of that thing. Could be something similar, but I think I think of something. So you, anytime anyone asks you to describe anything or to even like just think about something, you have to have a mental image in your head every single time? Well, have to is a strong word. It's not that I have to. It's that I probably do. But you always do. Not always, but probably most likely. Like if someone, even things that I don't know, like if someone says like some crazy scientific term, I might just think of like, like a leaf or, you know, something, you know what I'm saying? Like there's biology, like a leaf or like a cell or, you know, that kind of thing. I wouldn't think of that term. I feel like I would think about it. I just wouldn't see it. What does that What does that mean, though? Like you can you can think about something without seeing it in your head. If it was okay, so if it was something like gravity, like I can't see gravity, so of course I'm not gonna. But I'm talking about even physical objects. If you ask, if someone was talking about how they were, they got a brand new bottle or something, and then you and they're describing the bottle to you, then you would start making a mental image of it. Yeah, yeah. But if someone just says, "Oh, grab that bottle from my desk." I wouldn't, like, mentally visualize what a bar looks like. Would I, like, just think about it and then recognize it when I see it? I'll just recognize it when I see it. I bet I bet you're just doing it so fast that you're just not realizing it. Because if you go to the desk and you're like, you have to think about what a bottle looks like or what a bottle is to grab it, right? I can, but I, I can think about it and not see it in my head. How do you know what you're grabbing is a bottle then? Because when I see it, I, I see a bottle. I don't know about that one, Chief. Like, you, it, ha- it has to be stored somewhere in your mind that, oh, this is what a bottle looks like. This way, you know, I just think it's happening so fast that, I don't know, I don't know. I guess this, if, I was going to ask you, like, what, what do you think, how do you think a blind person would then do it? But then I remember, like, that thing where, I think it was Aristotle, like, asked a question, or it was Plato, one of the ancient philosophers was like, if you could give a blind person sight, would they be able to recognize the objects they've held? And what do you, like, I want to, what do you think? Do you think they could? Like, if you gave them, like, a bottle, and they held the bottle, like, every day of their life, and so they know what a bottle feels like and in your hand, if you gave that person sight and just left a bottle on the table, would they be like, oh, that's the thing I, I hold every day and drink water from and like that? I mean, it really depends, right? Because, I mean, like, if it was a book, for instance, versus if it was just a box, it's kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, I guess so, by sight. Yeah, if it was... I would, I would think, I would think, yeah, they would. But if it's something like that's very similar in shape and size, then it'll be very difficult, even for me. <laughs> but uh, we feel like in the general case, they'd recognize it. It's just a few miscalculations here and there. Well, depending on how many shapes are very similar, I don't know if that, those are more or few. But uh, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but apparently that this has actually happened, where they were able to restore someone's sight who was born blind, like for like because, you know, you can't do it for everybody, but because of the condition this person had, they were able to do it. And he wasn't able to recognize, like, anything. Nothing at all. Nothing. Until he felt it, and it was, his brain was able to get the connection between this thing I'm holding and, like, what it looks like, he just couldn't do it. That's pretty interesting. And so, like, I feel like it's the same thing in there where, like, he didn't have to see it. Like, seeing wasn't enough. Like, it was, like, feeling it was a thing. And he had, like, a mental association with the feel. And, like, when you th- pick up a bottle, you don't think about how the bottle feels when you pick it up. You just pick it up and you know it's a bottle. If I asked you to close your eyes and I handed you a bottle, you'd be like, this is a bottle. You don't, have to, you don't have to mentally visualize a bottle just to know that it was a bottle. Yeah, I don't have to see the bottle in my head to know it's a bottle. But if you told me to go find a bottle, or you asked me to describe a bottle, then I would I would probably think about it. Like, maybe even involuntarily. Also, we don't know if that blind person had aphantasia or not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. What if he actually had both? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like aphantasia is like a disease or anything. It's just a... Just a thing. It also raises the question, because I never thought about it until I started doing some research on this. 
I never tried to, but could you, can you imagine a smell or a touch? You can definitely imagine a sound, right? Like, clearly you hear your own voice in your head, right? You can imagine a sound. What do you mean by imagine? Like, you know how you can see something that isn't actually there, you see it in your head? Yeah, okay. Can you hear something that isn't actually there, but you hear it in your head? Like, you have to, right? Every time you think about something, you, you hear it, don't you? Hear something that's not in your head? You mean like music that's stuck in your head? Like that kind of stuff? Sure. Or like even when you're thinking about something. Like not always, but don't you sometimes think in words? Oh, like think to yourself? Yeah, of course. Yeah, think to yourself. So you, you can make sounds that aren't actually there. You know they're not real. You don't, you never confuse your mental voice right. for anything around you. Right. The same way you never confuse a mental image for something that's actually physically in front of you. Yeah. Can you, can you do it for the other senses? It wouldn't even work for touch at all though, right? Like that's just locked off for this. Why not? Can you not imagine what touching something is like? Oh, imagine what touching... Yeah, that's easy. That That's easy. I never thought about it, but I feel like most of my life, I've only ever used the two senses. I mentally can see, and I mentally hear all the time. But I feel like I never ever try to imagine a smell or imagine a touch. Wait, wait, I don't get to imagine a smell thing. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I guess... It's kind of like, how would you describe seeing something in your head to someone with aphantasia? Like, I feel like you just can't do it. Just, it's just a picture of that thing in my mind. That's all. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the smell of that thing in my mind. You can't smell in your mind, bro. You can't see in your mind either. Technically, you just, you see with your eyes. No, it's like a memory thing, dude. Like, I don't know, memory. Have you never smelled something in your entire life? You don't remember what something smells like? You remember it once you smell it. I guess, I guess, huh, if you smell something that's similar you'd you'd obviously recognize that this is similar to that other smell that i smelled a long time ago but i'm not visualizing that smell in my mind when i'm doing that well obviously you can't visualize smell but i know what you mean like there's no like there's no image is what i'm saying in my mind well yeah 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 yeah. uh, yeah, i'm not saying that scent will have an image it's not like when you hear your inner voice you see the sound waves or the text you just hear your voice in your head don't you right it's so you just you see things in your head you can hear things in your head why can't you s- smell things in your head? I feel like you can. I, I can. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just trying to figure out how that makes how that may even makes sense, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything against it. I'm. What I'm trying to think is like, have I ever done that before? Or if I have, then what does that even what does that even feel like? You know, I can't even wrap my head around this, right? Like, it's obvious to think like, oh, I can smell something and I can remember what things smell like. Does that mean I'm smelling it in my head? I don't. I don't. What? What does that even mean? Well, I guess the same thing was like when when you see something, like when you see a bottle in your head, are you actually seeing the bottle in your head or are you just remembering what a bottle looks like? Well, clearly you're obviously remembering what the bottle looks like. But that doesn't mean you're not seeing it either. It's a difference. Your mind's seeing, dude. <laughs> How can your mind smell? I don't know about that. Like, do I remember smells? Yes. Does that mean that my mind is smelling? If that's what you want, if that's what that means, then sure, yes. I guess, it, I guess that's kind of true. Like, am I actually smelling mentally or am i just remembering a smell no i feel like i feel like i'm smelling mentally like i feel like that's a thing that a human being can most human beings can do i have no idea what that means you have to define what that means though but i have no idea what that means it was just one of those things where like you see and you hear so often in life that your brain gets really good at doing it mentally and like once how often do you actually smell things you know it's just like it happens every once in a while what you're smelling constantly my dude you mean like smell like very unique things or particular things, yeah, but... Well, I feel like your brain just kind of tunes out smells very often, comparatively. Compared to like sight and like hearing. Like I feel like I could, every day of my life I would say I use my eyes and I use my ears. I don't know if I would say every day of my life I use, or every moment of my life I use my nose to smell. Every moment of your life you use your nose to smell. Can you like turn your smelling off? I guess by plugging your nose maybe? Yeah, I don't, if you don't breathe into your nose. But you can also turn your eyesight off by closing your eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For eyesight, you can. For ears, I don't... It's too difficult, I feel. It's too difficult. You can't, you can't turn off your ears unless you plug them up. But then, then like, you have to like, use something else to do it. You yeah. can't just, like, manually do it. Eyes are the only things that you can just close, and it's over. I feel like you can do nose. Just don't breathe into your nose. Don't you need, like, the airflow to do it? I feel like if I was in a room and I just breathed through my mouth, I wouldn't be able to smell anything. I don't, I don't think that works, though. Because, like, if the smell is so strong... I almost feel like you'll smell it, even, even, I don't know, dude, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm just smelling anyways, but it just feels like... Maybe you're like, just mentally smelling it, dude. Maybe, this maybe, is it. maybe, but I don't know, dude, that's a little, that's a little stretch right there. Maybe. 
I feel like you can definitely like just tune out smell by just breathing through your mouth. That's a very. I feel like you probably wouldn't want to do that because I feel like it feels more dirty. Maybe you can, but it is too difficult. Like it's incredibly difficult. If the smell, I'm talking about like smells that are like trying to make you smell, like very strong smells. It'll be incredibly difficult to tune that out. I mean, I know like they always say how like your taste is tied to your smell. Yeah. Have you ever done that where like you try to eat something without smelling it? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Okay, you should try it because I remember when I was a kid. My parents usually make me, you know, they'd be like, finish your plate, you know, finish your food. And I'd be like, I don't have the taste of it. And they'd be like, no, you have to finish your food. Like, you got all this food, you got to finish it, right? I learned, I remember reading, like, in a book that, oh, your sense of smell is, or your sense of taste is tied to your smell strongly. And so as a kid, I would try to, like, eat the food without smelling it. And I, I, I got good enough where, like, I don't taste the food anymore if I do that. Oh, wait, no, no, you're totally right, dude. You're totally right. I, I, I do this too with some foods that I don't like the taste of that much. I used to, not anymore. Those foods that I didn't like, I just, they're fine now. Like, I don't know, my taste buds change, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, sense of taste changes drastically throughout your life. Yeah, but smell is definitely super important when you're eating food. Like, it's like one of the most important things, dude. I don't know. At least for me. It needs to smell good. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, that's the thing. like it's, so, it's so strongly tied that if you can't smell the food, you just can't taste it pretty much. And also, I feel like it, my body has like this adverse reaction to it. Like, if I do it and then try to drink water, right? I feel like my body tries to, like, stop me from doing that. Cause it, doesn't, it can't taste anything. It's like, the body's like, no, don't, don't eat this thing you can't taste. Wait, what? What do you mean? Like, you're, 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 you ate food that you didn't smell. It's still in, yeah, it's, it's still in my mouth. Okay. I'm chewing it. And then I get, like, a water to, like, drink it down. And, like, my body just is like, no, don't do it. It tries to, like, stop it, I feel like. So it wants to make you smell, is what you're saying? Yeah, it wants to either make me smell or it wants to just, like, not swallow this thing in my mouth that I can't taste. Oh, okay. You know, I eat a lot of spicy food, so you can easily taste that without the smell. <laughs> isn't that because spice isn't actually a taste? I'm pretty sure spice is... It's your brain misinterpreting it as a physical thing. It's like touch, basically. I mean, technically, all senses are touch. Think about it. Like, sight is just photons touching the back of your eye. Alright, bro. Alright, all right, all right. We're not going that far. But specifically, I think the part of your brain that processes heat, like if you burn your tongue, the same part of your brain gets processed, gets activated when you eat spicy food. So it's not really a taste in the normal sense. Whatever, dude. I don't care about the scientific mumbo jumbo. I just... But I'm just saying that's why you can't like tune it out like you can with other tastes. Okay, fine. But still, it still counts, right? I'm not... I'm not invalidating what you're saying. I'm just trying to elaborate on it. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, for salty food and other... Like, you can you can taste them even without smelling them. Can you? Yes, you can, bro. I don't know that. Because, like, I eat, like, if I'm eating, like... What? My food has, like, a lot of salt in it. And, like, if I tune out the taste, I tune out the salt with it. That's that's impossible, bro. Like, I'm maybe if I sprinkle salt directly onto my tongue, you know... I guess because salt doesn't really have a, ta- a smell, does it? Maybe. I don't, I don't know how much salt you're using, but if you have tons of salt on your food it's super obvious like even you can't even how do you even smell salt but you'll taste it that's a good point what are the five senses again i always get i, I always feel like i'm missing one sight uh yeah hearing. sight sound touch taste taste and smell that's five right smell yeah there you go five basic boys and of course you reach the point where like you're like oh there are actually more than five senses because it's it's like nearly it's impossible to draw the line Whatever, dude. These are the basic ones. That's all that matters. Can you turn off... You can't turn off touch. There's no way to turn off touch, right? Um... You can. T- so, yeah, we, we went through the list. Eyes, you can turn off. Wait, no, yeah, you can turn off You can turn off touch as long as you burn all your nerve endings. <laughs> yeah, you can also turn off your eyes by ripping your eyeballs out, Hamza. You can turn your <laughs> eyes off by just closing your eyes, so it's like... I know, but this is, I'm, I'm trying to point out how ridiculous your answer is. No, I'm saying it's possible. It's not, it's not like it's impossible, but it's just not feasible. Yeah, but we also said you can't turn off your ears unless you plug them in, but yeah, we didn't count that. Yeah. Well, I'm just, okay, bro. All right, my bad, my bad. I was just giving an example. Jeez. There's also the fact that, can you even turn off your ears? Because even if you plug them in, you still have like the reverberations and stuff. Yeah, you can plug them off if you just rip your eardrums out. <laughs> I swear to God. Huh? Wait, what do you mean? Because, right? If, if Either you plug them or you don't plug them, right? That's our best bet then. No, because, like, you know, they have, like, those headphones that, like, like, okay, you know how, like, your voice, like, you would know for sure, because we made this podcast, 
that your voice on recording doesn't sound the same as your own, the one that you hear when you speak. Yep, yep. And it's also like the second factor of like, when you know you're on a microphone, you talk kind of differently. Yep. But like, even when like, if someone were to take a recording of you without you knowing, it'll sound different from what you expect. Yeah, it has a different, it's a different sound completely. Yeah, and it's because when you're talking, the reverberations go through the air and reach the other person. But for you, it goes through the air and through your own skull. Right. And so your brain combines those two together. And so now I'm like, and so some people have made like headphones that like you just kind of plant on top of your head. Yeah, I know, I know. I've seen them and they go through your skull, right? They go through your bones. Yeah, they're designed to reverberate through your skull instead of having to go through the actual ear. The, ma- the major market for this is usually like people with like poor eyesight or who just can't see at all. Because if you want to be able to listen to something without having to completely cut yourself off from the world around you, and you can't see, you know? Oh, okay, sure. I guess. What do you mean you guess? I if that makes sense, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, like, just, if that's the case, then just literally, like, listen to music in a lower volume. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little muffles it a bit. I have, I've never used one of those those bone things. I don't know how that's, how will that sound like. Does it sound just like a normal headset? Will it sound different completely, like... Does, does that mean like if someone's talking to you, you can hear them much easier? I have no idea. Yeah, I imagine so. Or like maybe not easier because your brain's like trying to listen to two things at once. But I'm pretty sure that when you're talking or when you're listening to something and someone's talking, it'll sound the same as if like someone was playing the speaker and someone was talking as opposed to wearing headphones. Okay, sure. Wait, what is it? What does this matter though? Well, I was, I was bringing that up because we we're talking about how can you turn off, can you turn off certain senses? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, so... Even if you plug up your ears, I, you still have to deal with that. So, like, there's no way to stop it at all. But then I guess, I guess we're getting, we're getting, we reached the point where like, we're getting too deep into the details. Because now it's like, if, if you close your eyes, you aren't seeing nothing. You're seeing darkness. And you see you're still using your sense. And, like, it's all flashes something in front of your eyes, like a light. With your eyes closed, you can still see. Yeah, you can still, yeah, you can still see. Yeah, of course. So, I guess, in, in the basic sense, if you want to close your eyesight, you could just, like, close your eyes. And for your ears, just plug your ears nose just pinch your nostrils uh touch it's not gonna happen taste was like just don't smell yeah taste well i don't for the most part but you can still taste without smelling so so taste and touch are the two that just kick yeah you can't really cut up touch is pretty much impossible uh it's not impossible impossible i'm what i'm saying is in this basic sense no 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 but i'm like you could like you can like lay on your arm your arm can you, you lose the sense of touching your arm for a while there. Okay, but that's only your arm. But since your whole body is touching something, it's gonna. That's what I mean, right? Like. Oh, you mean like, like entire body all at once? Like just. Yeah, well, I don't mean just one tiny finger. It's like, oh, okay, I can get rid of my touch from this finger. No, I mean everything, bro. Oh, okay, then yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole. That's the thing about touch is like, it's it's spread over your body, versus eyes. Have you ever done those uh, like deprivation, things? Like deprivation tanks. I forgot what they're called. But the the idea is that you go in there and you put on like, it's supposed to cut off all sound. You lay like in a puddle of like, you're basically laying like in a tub, but you're floating ever so slightly. Oh, like that thing in, that that thing in Stranger Things, right? <laughs> well, basically, yeah. It's basically is that, yeah. It's that where like it, you're supposed to like be in like this pitch black area, so you can't see anything. And you're it's it's supposed, to, it's supposed to cut off all the sound, so you can't hear anything. You're floating, so you kind of like lose your sense of touch because you're, there's nothing to process. In terms of the touch. And you obviously aren't... You, ideally, you aren't smelling or tasting anything either. So, like, the idea is that it puts you, like, in this state of, like, senselessness. That's a tough way to say. Yeah, I would never do that. I would never, ever do that. Really? You, I, I feel like I'd probably do it, what, like, one day if I get a chance. Why would I ever want to get rid of my senses? Even for, like, two seconds. Never. 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 It might be an interesting experience to be like, oh, that's what it feels like to, like, sense nothing for, like, a very short... Yeah, dude smoking crack and and doing meth is also an interesting experience that i just never would want to do you know so it's like yeah but i feel like i feel like I, those ones have like long-term side effects i feel like laying in a tub of water so okay some of them like if you do it once it's not like it'll kill you but i will still never do it once i still feel like doing it once is like it's because it does something to you that one time like that's permanent or that can be severe but anyways so you really just went to it like you, you you consider it akin to like just like harm harming your body no, 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 no! You're not harming your body. I would just never do it. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my senses to ever get removed. Like even if, even if, like you know, just for the sake of no, nah, no, thank you. You know. That's really interesting. I, I, I always thought that. This, of course, I would try this if I get a chance. 
they just wouldn't like it because it's boring or something. But you're like, you're adamantly against it because you just don't like the idea of even losing your senses for a momentary thing. Yeah, dude, I'm blessed with these senses. I want to get rid of them, you know? You're not getting rid of them, but okay. I, I can I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah, okay, basically. But I don't know, for aphantasia specifically, seeing things in my mind's eye is pretty easy. Even, like, touching, you can, I can remember, I keep saying remember, but I can remember touching. I don't know if that counts as seeing, but I can remember touching. Like, you can, you can, you can easily remember, like, this is what Velcro feels like. This is what rubber feels like. You know, these wood, you know, like, you can remember these things without having to actually visualize or even touch them. So because you can do that with touch and eyesight, I mean, now we know for sure because Avantasia, you can do with eyesight. I'm sure you can do with other senses too, like hearing. I think hearing we all pretty much agree with. I don't know if that's a remembering or whatever. Uh, but so for smelling, must be the case too. Tasting obviously is not really possible. <laughs> you, I, I know you, like, you, really cut, you cut yourself off like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's soon as I said that, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't discern the difference between uh, remembering me these things versus seeing them in my mind. Even I use the word seeing, but like whatever in my mind. I don't know. I can't tell the difference between those. I can do it with with visual, like with seeing with my eyes. Yeah. But I don't know about the other ones. See, I, like I said, I'm just convinced it's because you use your sight so much, and you use your ears so much. That's why you're able to do it. You you talk a lot, so you you're able to think in your head. You see a lot, so you're able to see in your head. If like you spent like a large portion of your life smelling things and focusing on scents, I feel like you'd be able to mentally smell. Yeah, I I think I would agree with that for sure. Uh, let's, let's end it here because you agree with me. Let's end it now. Alright. So now we're gonna do this segment that's only gonna last once and probably never come back ever again. Which I had to call a Maldives story duration. It was originally going to be called the Maldives Story Time, but I didn't like the acronym. And I preferred ASD over AST. What? What is it, what is AST about? Oh, because it's one line on the keyboard. The home key is just ASD. And I couldn't think of anything like any other acronym. So that's what I'm going with. Why don't you just go to Story Corner or something? Like Story Duration? What does that even mean? Like Every every podcast has a corner. It's all about durations here. We could say story center, story. I don't know. Okay. Duration just sounds. But then, but then what's ASC? We don't need an acronym, bro. <laughs> it's so small. You don't need an acronym for this. What does that mean? What is ASD, bro? It's, it's what are the, what are the things on the keyboard? The American QWERTY keyboard. Like, is that significant or something? Like, I liked it. I know, I know. Of course. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that it's such a weird thing that, it's just a weird reasoning. Like, yeah, ASD, I don't know what that means. It doesn't sound anything cool. ASD, though? Oh, it's on my keyboard. Gotta go with duration? That sounds kind of weird, but you know what? It's on keyboard. It's all good. I don't know. That's that's all I was thinking. I was like, what? All right, well, this is a Maldives story duration. And this probably never happened again because I, I don't I don't read, as we've established before. It's not a thing I do. But I was going to my Tumblr feed. Well, you, you, read, you read manga. It's like you just don't read, like, the classical thing when someone thinks of when someone says they read. <laughs> Okay, yeah, technically I do read manga, but even then, like, I read mangas that have very little words per page. <laughs> Anyways. Bro, please, you don't look like, hmm, does manga have less words? All right, I'll read this one. No, you don't do that, right? I mean, I kind of do. Like, it's not that I read a manga, but, like, there's a lot of words in these bubbles. Like, every single page is, like, it's half words. I don't like this one so much. Really? It leaves, an, it leaves, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, typically, yeah. What? But you read textbooks. Hang on, hang on, you read textbooks, dude. I don't like read textbooks. I, I I read them because I was in school and I had to read them. Uh, but but did you read them? Yeah, but I, don't, I didn't enjoy it. All right, fine, fine. I guess I can't really say anything about that one. I mean, I do I do read from time to time, and it's not like I just like I never ever read. I recently read a book. Uh, sorry, here let me grab it real quick. Uh, that will never work by Mark Randolph. It's just about like how Netflix was created and stuff. It was recommended to me, so I read it. But like, so I do read, but like, it's not a thing I. It's not my cup of tea when it comes to enjoyment. Yet. Yet. Alright, go ahead. I was going to Tumblr and I saw this is like a writing prompt. And I've probably read like a million writing prompts. And I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever read an actual response to a writing prompt ever. Oh, so you read the prompt itself, but not the responses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? I feel like that's pretty common. I feel like most people are like, oh, that, that sounds like a good idea for a story. And then like, you never actually read the stories. That really depends, dude. I'm pretty sure for every single time I saw a writing prompt, I generally read at least one response. 
That's impressive. On on Reddit, of course. I never use Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm pretty sure this thing just scrapes the prompts from Reddit and then puts it on Tumblr. But anyways. So this is why I want to talk to you. It's because like it just, this story is stuck with me for like the wrong reasons, I feel like. Okay, dude, I'm so scared right now. <laughs> Here's the writing prompt. A genie offers you one wish, and you modest, modestly wish to have a very productive 2017. The genie misunderstands, and for the rest of your life, every 2017 military time, 20 colon 17, you become impossibly productive for just 60 seconds. Uh, so that's the prompt. And like, you know, it's like, it's whatever. Uh, here's the story. Hopefully this won't take too long to read. I'm terrible at reading as we established, so, you know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll cut it if it takes long. Stop, dude. Just take it slow. It'll be fine. All right. Well, it was a nice day. You kiss your sweetheart gently on the forehead and sigh at the last remaining seconds of 2016 take away. See you at 818, you say. Then it happens. Every ounce of fatigue or hunger leaves your body. The face of your beloved is perfectly still. The expression's exactly the same. The ticking of the clock on the wall has stopped once again. It's 2017. You stretch your arms and walk to the table with the homework for the three doctorates you're working on. The work is mentally stimulating and enjoyable, but it's finished far too quickly. You check your pocket watch and see that not even a hundredth of a second has passed. You knew it was too soon to be able to see any movement on the watch, but you can never quite help yourself from looking early on every 2017. Time to move on. You clean your house, do your budget, then go outside and fix a noise that your car was making earlier that afternoon. Oh, and how you already miss afternoons. Then you go back inside, boot up your computer, which magically speeds up to keep pace with you as long as you're in contact with it, and check for any new orders. You've set up a website for the small business you started called Magic Elf Services. People in your area can pay a modest fee on your site to have different tasks and odd jobs done by the Magic Elf at 8.17pm every day. It was a little slow to get started, but word has spread and these days you have a steady stream of clients. The money that comes in from from the business is nice, but you're mostly grateful that it gives you a clear list of things to do. You print off your updated list of clients, step outside, and start making your way through the neighborhood with your to-do list. There's the apartments down your street where several neighbors have hired you to tidy up, do dishes, mop the floors. You do the windows too, just to see if they notice. There's a large house across the town that paid the magic elf to clean out the gutters. After the first dozen jobs are done, you manage to stop looking at your pocket watch. As near as you've been able to determine in the past, 2017 seems to last for approximately one normal year. But it's not exact. For one thing, it's hard to keep track of time when everything but you has crawled to an almost total standstill. For another thing, time seems to move differently depending on how productive your behavior is. One time you tried to spend all of 2017 sitting at home in your pajamas, but that was getting you nowhere, so you eventually gave up and got busy, though you defiantly stayed in your pajamas the whole time. During 2017, your body doesn't get tired, hungry, sick, or injured. You're essentially tireless and immortal for the duration of the minute. So sleeping or eating away your boredom has never really worked for you. One of the houses on your list forgot to follow the instructions and leave a key for you to get in. At first you figure you'll just send them an email telling them to pay more attention and you'll do the job tomorrow. Then you decide to go home, get your locksmith tools, and come back. After finishing up all the jobs on your list, you go into several other homes and small businesses in the area, performing tasks you hope they'll find helpful, and leaving a hand-painted business card at each one. The business cards don't contain your real name just in case someone thinks the magic elf should be subject to breaking and entering laws. Speaking of laws, you head down to the local police station to pick up your case file. You've been in contact with a detective who's been investigating corruption within the department, and your ability to investigate unseen and get in almost anywhere between the ticks of the clock has proved invaluable. You see that they've also added five missing persons cases to your file this evening, which certainly raises your interest in the job. You make your way through the town gathering evidence and start making your way to the outskirts of town, since you happen to be out that way, and you've already solved three of the five missing cases. You decide to swing by the stone castle you're building and do some more work there. The castles stand about 20 feet tall right now, but you know they'll be much higher when you're done. You're far from any roads and pretty safely tucked away, so for now it's your little secret. You've been excavating and moving all the rocks yourself, which has been much easier than you first expected since your body doesn't get tired or sore. You've also got a nice system of tunnels going underneath the castle, and you dig and build more of that network for a while. All that time spent underground has left you feeling rather lonely, so you walk back home to see the face of your sweetheart. Their facial expression has moved ever so slightly since you last saw them, which is a comfort to you. 
looking at them gets your imagination going and makes you dream of a story you'd like to tell. So you sit on your couch, plug in your laptop, and write a book. After you finish editing the last chapter for the third time, you finally allow yourself to look at the watch again. Three seconds have officially passed so far. It's going to be a long 2017. That's pretty good. Good reading. It's a great story. But uh, first, let me, let me tell you who wrote it. It's uh, The account's called Flavor Uncle. Or Flavor Uncle. It'll be in, this, post, this post will be in the show notes. So if anyone wants to like, actually read it themselves, not with my botched reading, they can do it. Or read it with their own mental voice if they want to. I was going to say, before 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 you get into it, Emily, I just want to... You say pajamas instead of pajamas? Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe I've never noticed this. Uh, how often does the word pajamas come up? That's true. It's pajamas, bro. We live in America. America dude. Is that is it is is that the British pronunciation? Is that why it's wrong? I have no idea. I think that's like a southern pronunciation, bro. Say pajamas or pajamas. I I assume it's just because my brain tries to keep it neat from the Punjabi word pajama. So it's pajamas in English and it's pajama it's pajama in Punjabi. Fine, you get a pass, dude. You get a pass. <laughs> Otherwise, you, this you would end a friendship right here, right? That's what happened. <laughs> end of the podcast. End of everything. So first, give me your thoughts, and I'll tell you what about the story has stuck with me and why it bothers me so much. Okay, well, I'm gonna say it was it was well written. Mm-hmm. I like the grammar, um, <laughs> but um, like the prompt versus what this story was, it's like I felt like it wasn't the same. Like, like when I when I think of productive, I don't think of like I guess I guess the point I'm trying to make is the guy said every every like eight seventeen right was that that was that time? Yeah, it's eight seventeen in normal eight p.m. At eight seventeen p.m. is a is incredibly productive. It's supposed to be the most productive minute of your life. Minute. Minute. Min. min can I say like minute? I don't know what this guy was. Th- is he like the Flash or something? Like he can. He just. It seems like he's moving super fast. Super speed. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like time basically calls to like a standstill for him. And he just lives out that minute for, according to the story, like about a year. Yeah, so it's not a year. It's not a minute then. It's a year. That's like, you know what I'm saying? But you know what? I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore that, that that part of it because forget that. Like, it's still a, it's still an interesting story, right? Um, And the productiveness of, of, of it all. But like, what does productive even mean? It could be that your product, like your most productive minute could be you just relaxing. That's still productive, right? That isn't, or maybe maybe it's not. Maybe productive is only when you're doing work. That's true. See, the way I interpreted this story was that when you're accomplishing work, the time moved, and until he started doing did something, the time didn't move with him. So time would literally be stopped until he was working. But he's breathing every second. So I mean, technically, he's always working. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by work? Like you mean like uh like a task. Uh, like like his 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 thesis or whatever or I mean as uh, his book and doctorate or his book or helping the neighbors with their things, a task he has to give himself a task and accomplish that task or try to accomplish. Give himself a task that just counts seconds for one minute, sixty seconds. There you go, we're done. Just easy peasy. But okay, here's here's the thing about here's why it stuck with me. Yeah. Does this sound like torture to you? Because I think about this story is maybe it's, it may be very uncomfortable because it seemed like I would lose my mind. Because this happens every day for this person, essentially, in the story. Every day at 8.17pm, he lives an entire year just by himself. And like has to, and like, you know, you go through the entire, read the entire story, quite a long story. And at the end, only like three seconds have passed. Like three out of 60 have passed. It's like, it's something about this. It's like, it, it gave me like a, I wouldn't call it a panic attack, but it freaked me out. Like just imagining having to deal with that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Like. I'm I'm th- I'm trying to think about it like myself. Of course, you everyone wants more time. So maybe the first year or the first the first minute, the second minute, maybe you're like, okay, oh, hey, you're 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 fine. The third one even, I'll give you. But after a while, it'll start feeling like on day four, like day four, like you're done, right? Like you you can't take it anymore. Yeah, it'll start feeling a little like, dang, bro, this is it's good and all, but it's like it's you know what I'm saying, like it's a little much. It fits perfectly in like the, the the idea of like genies being like cruel and like tricksters. It fits perfectly in in, in scheme of that. I also like how the prompt says like that the genie misinterprets it, like misunderstands. But, like I feel like the genie was like intentional. This is intentionally misunderstood because that's what genies do. Yeah, yeah. But also, um, you know, it does also kind of doesn't make sense either because when you're in your most productive state in that one minute, you'll never feel like it's torture then, because you're productive, right? But this guy's this guy's thoughts are always like. 
it's gonna be a long this. It's gonna be. I looked at my time. It's like he he feels the passage of time. Like he feels it. Even though he's supposed to be productive, he's not supposed to feel any of that. He's supposed to be like very productive. You don't, you know, you're supposed to be working hard during this time. You shouldn't feel any of these kind of emotions. So you feel like being productive is just like you have to lose track of time for something to be productive, basically. Like you know, like you're so productive, you lose track of where you are. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it that harshly, but I'm saying like I don't feel like you should feel any amount of pain or sadness or you know discomfort discomfort uncomfortableness exactly during this time because you're given the productiveness of it all okay now this is moving from the productive thing this is that you had the you were cursed that every day at 8 17 p.m you have to live it a year in that one minute right like that's torture right like that's torture at that point i would say it's torture unless um you find something to do with that time right because there are people that live like in like mountains areas. There's like there's no one there anyways, and they just sit there meditating. You know, these, you know what I'm saying, right? These kind of uh, people people do do that. So, and this guy has the advantage of being in civilization. So, I I would say for me personally, it'll be torture. It'll be torture. But I can imagine someone like succeeding for sure. It's also convenient that in the story, like objects move with him, like the computer keeps up with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, come on, bro. He even even said like. Um, but it still goes slow. What does that even mean, bro? Like, how are you? How are you even? Wa- how are you even seeing things if you're moving fast in the speed of whatever, bro? So yeah. it's like you can't think too deeply in this. But okay, so this connects to like another thing that I want to talk to you about because for the longest time you've always told me to watch Shaolin Showdown. Yeah, yeah, great show, great show. Yeah, you love that show so much, and honestly, it's a really good show. Thank you. Like, I finished it really quickly, and I kind of regret doing that. I was like, I should have taken my time. I should have enjoyed it more, but. Wait, I just remember like I told you about it, and then you just wouldn't you just wouldn't watch it, and then I would just go to someone like in the street on the street, but one of our friends would be like, "Yo, have you watched the show?" And they'd be like, "Yeah." It's like, "Was it good?" And they would always say it's super good. You should watch it, and they would recommend it, and then then it'd be like, "All right, yeah, you should watch it." And then you'd be like, "All right, I'll watch it." Then you never did, and finally, I held off on it for a while, yes, and then I watched the first season. The first season was like okay, honestly, like, it was okay, and then I stopped after the first season. I was gonna finish it eventually, just cause you know. It's just yeah, this the show is like a continuous story thing, so I wanted to finish the story, but I stopped for like a long time after the first season. But then when season two, I really like season two so much that I just burned through the rest of the series like within like a week and a half. Yeah, it's super good. But the, okay, it connects to this because it just touches upon this idea of like time passing differently for you than it does for other people. And there's a character in that show which is a dragon named Dojo. Dojo Kanojojo. Yep, that's his full name. <laughs> Actually, his full name in the show. I'm surprised you even memorized that, but okay. It's just a funny name, right? Just like it rhymes all the time, so I just you know. Yeah, but there's a scene in like the third season that they play off as a joke, but like I guess one of the things were like I just I read this story shortly around the same time that I remember that I watched the episode, where the the, the dragon gets sent away by like his human master, and Dojo is told to like has been alive since like, the 1500s, for 1500 years, he's like super old, right, and. When he's told to go sent, be sent away, he responds like super badly to that. He's like, no, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Right? And the, his master is just like, don't worry. I'll be here when you get back. And like, that's, he's like, that's what my last master said before he went to go get something and then never came back. And this, this thing is straight up as like a joke. But I found that like really sad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is sad. Of course it's sad. It's like really because like, I'm honestly surprised that Dojo even bothers getting like attached to people anymore at that point. When like, Anyone you get attached to is gonna out. You're gonna outlive them, every single time. Even if like they don't get sent away, like they'll just they're gonna die eventually. Well, here's the thing, dude. We don't really know, in that uni- in that world, like if there could be creatures like Dojo. That that live for that long, right? There are there are other dragons. Yeah, dragon. I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying dragons, but like other, just magical creatures. I mean, yeah, there there are other things that live that long, but it's like, why would you bother with humans? And I'm just saying, like it, that's a possibility. So it's like you'll never get, you'll never get lonely in that sense. But also, like, why would you bother the humans? Like, why not? Like, it's still like a big sixty year or whatever year, forty year, even five minutes. It's still a good time, right? Like, why, why, why do people get, why do people get pets then? Like, they know that they're gonna have a smaller. Like, for some pets, they know they're gonna have a smaller lifetime, but they will still, you know, love and cherish them. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Like statistically speaking, if you know, I'm gonna outlive my dog. 
right? It's going to be a sad day when my dog passes away, but it's realistically going to happen before I do. But I feel like with Dojo, it's different because Dojo lives like, his scale is so huge compared to the scale of a human. Like a, a, a thousand five hundred years, which is how long he's currently alive for. We don't know how long he actually lived. A thousand five hundred years compared to like a human lifespan of like 80, 90. It's like, it's not, not that much. It's like, he, like my dog, he's, he lives a shorter life than I will probably. But it's a significant portion of my life, at least. Depending on your pet, it could be a significant portion. But you're right, you're right. No, I agree, I agree. Like, compared to dojos, of course, it's not the same. But then again, um, it's, not, it's, not, it's still not a problem, in my opinion. Like, you're still chilling with people that you care about. I don't know, it just, it always, that scene just like really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, it straight up is like a joke. It's like, that's really sad. Bro, imagine, you're thinking about it a sad way, but imagine like him meeting, getting to meet new people. And more people, you know, it's 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 still a good experience. All right, then I have a question: If you had a choice to live for like a thousand five hundred years, but only you, would you do it? Only I got to live that long. Yeah, like your family doesn't, your friends don't, just you. Uh, bro, that's a long time, bro. At the, how how many years was it? One thousand five hundred. From now. Oh, thousand five hundred from now, and, and and assuming like the world is still chill and it won't go down in flames or whatnot. I mean, no, no, it's like, you have to deal with whatever comes your way for the next 1,500 years. I don't think I would, no. You really don't think you would? I feel like I probably would just because, like, I don't want to die. <laughs> That's exactly it. I was thinking, you ask a good question, okay, well, you ask a good question. Like, this question is, I don't think I can answer that easily because, like, I want, everyone wants to live, but I'm not, not just for a living. Like, I don't want to live for a long time to, like, learn everything in the world, like, literally everything. But, ideally, yes. But, um, you know, it kind of ties with religion, so maybe I won't go too into it. But it's like, there's not really that much of a point in living in this world. Like, in, in, in for that for that long of a time, mm-hmm. is what I would think about it. And I'd be like, it's not really worth it, and therefore, no thank you. Interesting. See, I'm, I'm like, I'll do it, and like, I'll probably reach the point where I go insane. But then, you know, once I'm insane, like, you know, who cares? Like, I won't care because I'm insane. What? <laughs> And I have I have lived so much since then. What? That's that's okay. Wait, but your reasoning for living that long is just because you don't want to die? Well, no, it's it's like what you said. Where like I want to experience as many things as I possibly can, and like I said, that's more realistic on a longer time scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Because like I I probably wouldn't. I probably would say no to like if someone if I was able to become immortal, with like immortal without an escape clause, by myself. I feel like I wouldn't do that. If everyone was immortal, then whatever, I'd go for it. But if it was just me, then I feel like I probably wouldn't say it's that. Without the escape clause, or like, if I want to, I can just end, snap the finger whenever I want. It's over. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I would want to even be immortal is just to learn everything. But it's not really that important to me. You know? To you and your, your point of view, like, the grand scheme of things. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that not even close. So... Besides, you know, 60, 65, what is the average? Like, that's 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 not bad, in my opinion. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know about that, but okay. Like, I don't, I don't think that's too bad. In fact, it might be a little too long sometimes, but it just, it's, it's, it's not, you know, you don't think. <laughs> no, I think a single human being is ever like, you know what? I've been here for too long. Let's just let's, let's, let's cut this, let's cut to the end. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, what, I mean, think about it. Are, are you saying, like, if you live for 1,500 years, will you get older too? Okay, let's just say, like, you'll age... That's a good question, actually. Like, I was going to say you just age proportionally to a human, but then that means you're going to be, like, in the body of an 80-year-old for, like, 100 years. Yeah. Let's just say you you stay at, like, around a, th- like around a 30-year-old for the majority of it, and then the, the last 30 years will be, like, a normal human experience. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was what I was envisioning anyways, but <laughs> so I wouldn't really change my answer. <laughs> But you were thinking that, like, would you change your answer if it was like, no, it's proportional? So you're like an 80 year old for a hundred years. Uh, like whether I was aging or not, I would still not choose to live 1500. Oh, okay. Or immoral or whatever. Um, just too long. If you if you asked me like 200 years, I'd probably say yeah, sure, why not? So you're okay with seeing like two sets of fa- friends die? 
two sets of whoa, whoa, whoa what <laughs> is this how you count people like <laughs> well no but i think like that's huge like i would say like, that's about two human lifetimes maximum from like birth to like death like ide- like ideally like i guess i'm doing like math like around 100 is like the life expectancy oh okay oh i see i see we got that number then two sets yeah. that's not how it works bro it's it's not like it's not like when 100 years hits you get a fresh new set of friends and then no it's a sliding window I know, like, also, th- this this math also includes the idea that, like, you're friends with someone from year zero to year 100, which obviously isn't going to happen. Unless you're at the 100th mark, and it's, yeah, anyway, it's not going to work. What is, yeah, what is, yeah, how am I going to be friends with, like, a zero-year-old, a six-month-year-old? Like, what Unless it's your own kid. Oh, that would be rough, dude. If you, you live for 1,500 years and your kids don't, that's a... I mean... It's already hard enough watching your parents grow old, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. I just wouldn't have kids. I feel like if I was doing to fifteen hundred, I would not have kids. No, you just you just constantly have kids. So you have a kid. Hundred years pass. Oh my god. Get another kid. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, I'm trolling. But I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't think anyone even knows what to do during that. Like if it's such a long period of time, what are you gonna do? If everyone get, got to live that long, like a hundred, like eight hundred years, for instance, if everyone lived eight hundred years, I don't think anyone would care. Like it would just be like a normal day to day life. Yeah, that 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 would become the new norm. Yeah, new norm. And and then people will, people will have a conversation. Oh, what if you could live for sixteen thousand years? Would you do it? <laughs> oh, true, true. Yeah, but because it's only one person doing it, it just feels like, uh, what is the point of one person doing it, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel like everyone would agree. If you if you could make everybody immortal, yeah, let's go. Well, everyone except for like. Yeah. Some people, but <laughs> you know, I guess so. There's a few exceptions, but for the most part, I feel like I don't just take that. Like if me, my family, and all my friends are immortal, let's go. And you know, of course, the future set of friends because you know friends change over time. Thanks, Savage. But uh, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't like if it was immortal in this world, I'd still think a lot of people would would might not choose it. I feel like they would take it and then like use the escape clause. Like okay, I'll just give you an example, right? Like some culture or some religions, right? They believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you they like if they pass, they might get into a better position, right? So that might be like if they're immortal, that'll never happen. I mean, you can make it for yourself. No, sorry, dude, that's not how that works. Then probably not, because if everybody else is immortal, then like, yeah, yeah. So, and people that believe in heaven and hell, they're never gonna get there. If- but then I, I also think like you know, the life like the life I live now in this era is better than any king or rich person like 500 years ago what why because i have like all these luxuries i have it i have, I have indoor heating I, I don't have to worry about like that oh kind of stuff. you mean because of that stuff oh technology yeah in terms of luxury I, li- I live a more luxurious life now as like a common person in the current era than i ever would as like a no matter how rich i got in the 1500s and if you're immortal you just keep moving up with it luxurious sure sure but you don't know if you keep moving up with it you have no idea right you it could be like the nuclear war happens and and everything's destroyed and it takes hundreds of years to build it that's where the escape clause comes in oh my goodness dude okay but you know what i'm saying right like it doesn't have to be the case that's true they they could be like a reset at some point yeah or it could be like uh just a random asteroid comes out of nowhere and it's all earth is gone you're just floating in space Literally nothing there now. Now what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. That's it. The escape clause. That's why I would never do it without the escape clause. Yeah, that's true. But you would still do it with the escape clause then? Yeah, probably. Immortality. Immortality with an escape clause. Yeah, yeah. But but you can't you can't off yourself for like 2,000 years. Like, we have to put some... Oh, okay. Now, 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 now it's different. We got to put some minimum, dude. We got to put some minimum, right? I mean, come on. Otherwise, you just live a normal life and just be like, yeah, you're not really immortal then. You got you, you to gotta feel something. That's hard, actually. Now it's like, oh, because I was saying, like, the second I started feeling like I'm not, I'm done with the world, I can just escape clause of 2,000 years. Yeah, but at least you know for sure that by 2,000, like 2,000 years later, you can you at least have an escape. I think I'd do it. Yeah, I think you would too. What if it was, what if it was 4,000 years? I feel like I went to that. Just because my, con- my concern is that something will destroy the earth and every second of life will just be pain. Because I can't die. I, I, okay, fine. Let's, just, let's ignore that. Let's just, let's just assume it's going to be fine, okay? This is just a thought experiment. 
Yeah. Like, there's no natural disaster that destroys the human race or anything. Yeah, none of that. You know, if the technology increases, things with luxury... Increases, increases. Okay. Then, yeah. Maybe 4,000. What is the... Is there a year that you would stop? Honestly, I don't know. Because it's like he's like... I would say it's around like 6,000. It's like, if I have to wait 6,000 to use the escape clause, even though I wanted to use it since year like 300, then that might be like too much. Then I'd probably be like, I can't do more than that. Okay. Yeah, I respect that. So yeah, those are some uh, top tier discussions on these uh, very interesting topics. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed and uh, tune in next time. You know us for our top tier discussions. We're clearly very intelligent people. And when that time we talked about memes on deck episode zero? No, I don't actually. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> top tier, top tier. Alright, bye.